welcome to So You Want to Talk About, a podcast where we have critical conversations in an intimate way. We're your hosts, Julian Cambry. Hey. Hi. How are you? Well, you beat me to it. <laughs> I'm tired. How are you? Also tired. Yeah, it's late. <laughs> but we got to do it. Yeah. So you want to talk about? The minimum wage. So tell us why you think it should be seven fifty. <laughs> People don't deserve Plot money. Twist. <laughs> no. <laughs> so right now, there's been a lot of talk about it because we have a new president. He's a little bit nicer than the last one. And on his agenda was a $15 an hour minimum wage on every Democrat's agenda, pretty much, because it's seen as a very standard thing. <laughs> and it's been implemented in a couple of other cities mm-hmm. prior to a national or a federal increase. Yep, and some have just voted on it. So as we discuss it today, because we are going to speak federally, uh, I think it's important to note that we're going to talk about it from a gross rather than a net perspective. Right, before tax, not after. So gross minimum wage, meaning that that's what gets taxed, that's what Medicare, Social Security, all of that comes out of. Mm-hmm. And that when I take it home, I'm not actually taking home 15 an hour. That would be my net. So we say that because... Gross is always more than net. So the numbers that we might use today are not what people will be taking home, just as a note. Yeah. So currently, the minimum wage is seven twenty-five an hour federally, which the government voted on and implemented in 2009. And that means that other places can make it more than that, but that is the minimum. That's right. the standard. So that means that if I make seven twenty-five an hour... If I work 40 hours a week for the entire duration of the year, I make $15,080. For the year. Gross. So if I inflated that to 15 and... $15 an hour. Yes, they would take home 33280 So that's a little more than double take home. Yeah. Which is a lot. Yeah, if someone was just getting out of college, especially in a smaller town, and they said, we're going to start you at 33, a lot of people would be grateful for that. Especially in a small town when your cost of living is lower. Right. And I even think of people that are working minimum wage jobs just in general. When we go to Kroger or Target or anywhere that is like a chain store, mm-hmm. most of the people working there aren't seasonal 16 year olds that's true a lot of them are people that have families people that are over 20 they are i see people that work at kroger that are older than me yeah for sure they can be in their 40s 50s 60s beyond um, and people who generally tend to have expensive responsibilities right like a family yeah so when i think about it in terms of that I'm not thinking about paying a 15-year-old $33,000 a year. I'm really thinking about paying adults. Yeah, also, this is predicated on $40 an hour. And so if you are a seasonal employee, chances are you don't work full-time anyway. 
not even the seasonal aspect of it, but when you are home, chances are you're not working $40 an hour. So, or 40 hours, hours a, a week. week, $40 an hour would be great. Come Ooh. on, Joe. So, <laughs> um, right. And you are only working for small bits of time. Like you said, you're, right. you're home six for six hour a, shifts or you're working for the holidays. So you're there right. a couple days you leave. And again, that also though, it applies to people that are in college. Yeah, for it's sure. a very different demographic than people that can't afford to go to college. Yes, that's a good way to put that. So I think it's important to know that because there's some misconceptions about... I've heard people say things like, well, I don't want to pay a teenager $15 an hour. They don't deserve that. This is a... And I think, yeah, but that's not that's not really who we're trying to to affect and support. <laughs> yeah. And if it was your teenager, you would think they'd be deserving of more. So <laughs> Right. And if it is a teenager that needs that fifteen dollars an hour, then They might actually need it. They might. At and at the, and not to dismiss those who are younger than us who do have a family or something like that. Um, it's just more of a rare case, but still very likely. And so for you or for people to say, I don't want to pay a 15 year old, 16 year old or whoever $15 an hour because they're young mm-hmm. doesn't mean that they might not have responsibilities or things that they have to pay for that are people depending on them. And I think that's a good segue into the benefits of this because if I have, if I'm a 16, 17, 18 year old with familial responsibilities, whether it's a parent or grandparent or my own child and I'm a teenager increasing that minimum wage might prevent dropouts. They may not have to work 40 hours a week. They may be able to work around school hours Mm -hmm. and that, and that would help our community in and of itself to have a more educated population, to have people that have high school diplomas that will benefit us in ways that are maybe not as tangible with the, what we're talking about right now. Yeah. Or at least not as immediate and the same people Mm -hmm. who are kind of, criticizing this idea are the ones who would tell these people to go get an education (laughs) and this would do that (laughs) right this would help with that you're certainly right especially in a lot of communities um where it's education is not as accessible and so it makes a lot that was a good point that you said i mean the minimum wage hasn't been adjusted for inflation at all right i mean it has historically but in its current state it has not been it's been the same for 11 years and during that time not just inflation rises, but also housing. Yeah. The housing market has increased drastically beyond what inflation is. And yeah. so if you're using all of the money you make to go towards rent, mm-hmm. you have nothing else. And also in that time, there have been cutbacks of federally funded housing programs. Mm-hmm. So. So if you take away their housing support because the government isn't providing as many spaces for reduced housing options, cost of housing. Oh, if you take away their options. Yep, and you reduce their option for renting a place on their own because those places have become unaffordable because their rent has gone up, Mm -hmm. but you haven't adjusted their pay, they're out of options. Oh, their pay, not their cost of living. I see what you're saying. Sorry, yeah. I understand now. And... That's a very good point because now you're limiting, you're just limiting space. And we've, in that time that we haven't adjusted the minimum wage, we've had now two recessions, if you include 2020, mm-hmm. which we should. And 
and econ- like just economic crashes. <laughs> yeah, it's been very, I would say it's been unstable more frequently than it's been stable historically. For sure. And it's hit rock bare bottoms, and yet the wage that we're paying people across the board has stayed the same. On its face, that doesn't make any sense. I agree. It doesn't. <laughs> yeah. So like we were saying, there's a lot of benefits to this. Um, one being, like you said, not only access to education potentially, but just receiving that education and uh, becoming a, a providing more opportunities for people within those communities. Um, but also from a policy standpoint and from a statistical standpoint. So the Economic Policy Institute, which we'll link later, um, stated that a minimum wage increase from 7.25 an hour to just $10 and 10 cents an hour would put $22 billion net into the economy. Which means take home. This is right. what people are. No more gross. <laughs> <laughs> and and that's just to 10. And so right. we've seen this in, during the pandemic, which is if I have more money available to me, mm-hmm. I will spend it. Mm-hmm. And that's up to a certain amount. Of course, anything over, if I take home a lot of money, you know, six figures, I'm not going to spend it all. But yeah. if I take home, now I'm going to take home, you know, under 33000 with adjusted for taxes, I will spend it all. I'll spend it all on rent, on utilities, on food, on all my necessities. And then I won't also need support from federal programs. Yeah, which is a good point. I know we were discussing this earlier, but this is a good point that you made, which was people who have this income, there is this misconception that people who are given more money will just spend it on large purchases. Or like items that we wouldn't, that people would judge and not deem necessities. Right, like you're going to get a quarter race, you're going to buy a car or something like that. When in reality, it just gives you more wiggle room to be more, um, I wouldn't even say more comfortable. It just allows you to breathe more after yeah. you pay for the things that were holding you down for so long. I would even say that it gives you the ability to buy the things you need. When you're mm. living under the poverty line, they say for one person is like $12,800 annually. Yeah, for one person in a household. So just one person. Mm-hmm. And that, if I make tw- under $12,800, I can, I am now eligible for SNAP, which is a food assistance program, or TNAF, which is a temporary assist financial assistance program. Mm-hmm. I'm making twelve thousand dollars. Yeah, I definitely am going to need some help. That's like a thousand dollars a month. Yeah, and so anything more than that, I don't qualify. So that yeah. means the moment I make thirteen thousand, I don't qualify. If you're making thirteen thousand dollars a year, you definitely aren't buying everything you need. Yeah, you can't. You can't. So. I think people misunderstand the fact that if I raise the minimum wage up, that people, I often hear judgment. Well, they don't deserve that. Now they're going to buy frivolous things. They're going to buy jewelry. They're going to buy phones or things that people don't deem necessary. Hmm. When in reality, they're going to finally be able to be okay. Right. To buy the things, like you said, that they need. And which brings up another benefit, which is if you were to raise the minimum wage, then the amount of people who are, who need this, who need SNAP, who need uh, TNAF, who need anything like that that's a government assistance program, 
they will be lifted out of that. Right. Um, and not lifted out of that in a way where now they're making 13000 and still need help, but lifted out of it like, wow, I can make $33,000 in a year, gross. <laughs> um, me being out of that program would then leave so much more money within the government. Yeah. To spend and- how they're going to waste it, but <laughs> to spend how they want to spend it. Well, and I, and I know we're not going to talk about this because there's a very fine line between, you know, being able to work, being able to work 40 hours and make on $15 an hour and, and make that much money and not being able to for, for various reasons. And so there, we're not going to talk about welfare in the terms of there might be some people that are making 15 an hour, but aren't able to work full time for whatever reason. And yeah. they still might need support for sure. But this we're just talking about people that are able to work full time right and and make a living so as we talk about that of course the more people in your families in your family the higher that poverty line is yeah and that makes sense because mm-hmm. if you have more people depending on you you will definitely need more money to support them for assistance yeah so all that money and all those ways that people talk about people needing assistance and how negatively we talk about people that need federal programs, we will not be able to do that anymore. We won't be right. able to demonize or criticize people. People will find a way, but you're right. <laughs> we can't use that anymore. Yeah, I agree. And that's just another huge benefit of it. Another one, I mean, we all we already know that policies as a whole disproportionately affect mm-hmm. black and brown communities. And if you were to increase the minimum wage to a very livable, um, potentially comfortable wage for everyone, then the wage gap would be completely minimized. It wouldn't go away, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, but it would be completely minimized towards the middle class. Right, our middle class would then grow. Right, which people love to claim is the backbone of America, even though they mean white middle (laughs) class, but that's another podcast. And I think we, again, won't talk about this in great depth today, but the middle class has drastically gone down. Like you said, there's a wage gap. So mm-hmm. you have we have like an inverted bell curve where we have a lot of people in poverty uh, and the middle class, it just goes, right. that amount, the number of people, it just goes down. And so when you split the population like that, now we have people taking advantage. And so if you are a business owner that pays people 725, but you can pay people 15. I'll use right. Walmart for example because you know they have a lot of money. Mm-hmm. If you're doing that, then you're exploiting people. And I would even argue that Walmart allows the federal government to subsidize their paycheck. Their, yeah. Because sure. if you don't give your workers enough hours, so that they stay under that poverty line, right? then the government will provide additional support. And if you don't pay them enough, they'll stay there. Right. So we should also be critical of businesses that currently can pay their employees but can't because this would then force them to do so. It would force them to do right by their employees. Yes, being definitely critical of large corporations who are a complaining about this and b (laughs) like you said have been exploiting them and and are able to pay that but choose not to and i know that that is also big when it comes to this is another separate podcast this is all interconnected so it's hard to say it's very difficult because like you said there are so many i mean we could talk about housing we can talk about 
financial government assistant program assistance programs we can talk about education there's so many intersections when it comes to money and resources yeah and right now this is lack of access yes it is um if you keep your employees under 40 hours um especially as a large corporation now you don't have to pay for their health care right and so just for example and so now you're just shaving you're, it's like you're, you don't need extra money, but you're just looking for ways to save even more money by exploiting people. Exactly. Yeah, which is exactly what you were saying. And this is the first time that we are, as a nation, uh, one side advocating for people, mm-hmm. and people hate it. It's very confusing. And I think that people will use this argument, and I know this will kind of bring us into the impact on businesses, because... Mm-hmm. It, I find it very ironic that when people talk about this federal increase in wage, they will say things like, well, my McDonald's dollar Coke is now going to be $2, or my Big Mac is now going to be $10. That is a fallacy because it doesn't actually have to be. And we're talking about major corporations here. So any chain, restaurant, box store, Amazon that is doing fine financially, they are very bloated at the top. Their CEOs, VPs are making so much money and they could be paying their employee more without raising the cost. Absolutely. On their items. And if they choose to raise the cost, that is something we should hold them accountable for because they are now Mm -hmm. harming the consumer. They're not doing it because they need to, because their business is going under, because Amazon's going under. No. All right, Jeff Bezos. (laughs) They're doing it because they feel like they can. And what will happen, as we've seen from the American people and memes and Twitter, is that people will get mad at the federal government for raising the minimum wage instead of turning on Chick-fil-A and saying, hmm, could you just not raise the price of that and maybe not take home another billion this year? Right. Just thinking. Yeah. And we have the power as a consumer of these large corporations to do that. Yeah, we're the reason that they have a business. Yeah, so it's, I do think that, you know, raising the cost on goods, especially in in fast food, in Walmarts, in places that largely have both middle class and lower middle class and people in poverty purchasing from them, Mm -hmm. that will end up harming People that make less, it will harm them more because they can't afford it. But I think that's what you said, which is then we have to put pressure on these businesses to not inadvertently harm the consumer because they are greedy. And I wouldn't even say it's inadvertent. I would say <laughs> whatever the opposite, advertent. <laughs> I don't know it's all the advertent. <laughs> it's very blatant because you, like, you, you have a choice not to and you you're do. choosing to. But I do think that... <laughs> If you are saying my dollar Coke is not going to be $2, that might suck. Also, congratulations. You have twice as much dollars as you had before. You were getting paid the minimum wage. Now you're getting paid twice as much. Right. So it went up a commensurate amount if it were to go up for any reason. Well, but, and that's like an exaggerated amount. Most yeah, businesses won't. They're not going to raise it 100%. They're not going to double it. Right. But if they did, congrats, because you were also raised 100%. <laughs> so now you have the money to buy all of these products that you're complaining will go up in price because well and i and i think that's a good point about who is complaining i don't think that people that are making minimum wage are the ones saying that they're mad that their chalupa is going to go up i think that the people that are complaining are people 
that are mad their chalupa is going up because they would just rather save that dollar. But they yeah. have the privilege to save the dollar. For sure. Yeah. So we have these biz- big businesses that will be affected by it. And they'll choose how. They have the privilege of choosing how to be affected by it mm-hmm. and how the consumer will be affected by it. And then uh, we do have small businesses that will be affected by it. And I think they do also have some choices. Yeah, they do. More than they are acting like they do. <laughs> and I'm a huge supporter of small businesses and so I don't want harm to come from that to them as a small business owner Mm -hmm. but they do have some choices Mm -hmm. so uh, if I'm a small business owner I could choose to work more hours and Mm -hmm. do the work that an employee would do Mm -hmm. I could hire less people I I can flex some things If I have the ability, if I can hire people and I need to hire people, then I'm probably making enough to pay them. Yeah. I would also say that they could raise the price of their product, Mm -hmm. just like a large company. Now they could, and that goes into how important, I agree with you, the demographic of people who shop at small businesses are not poor people. Correct. It is um, all of us during the holidays, because that's when we decide to care. It is <laughs> people who have a lot of much more disposable income to be able to say, instead of shopping at Amazon, I'm going to go to the small business where things cost more. And that I have to drive to, and I have to get to, and they right. might be open weird hours. For sure. And it's out of our way and all of that stuff. You have the privilege to be able to do all of those things. And if they were to raise their price because they have to make a living, uh, number one, you're not really going to be affected because you're you you already, already, ha- already paying more. You could have went to Amazon. It's not, and this is not an advocacy for Amazon. Maybe we should use someone else because I don't really care for them. But um, <laughs> you could have went to a large corporation and spent Target. five bucks, but you decided to go to a small business mm-hmm. and spent $8. And that's okay. So if they raise the price. You will you, probably pay more. Because you already have been. And you you support that business for a reason. Yeah. And so I think that as a consumer, if I get mad at that small business for raising their price, and then I turn around and get mad at the federal government, did I really want to support that small business? Right. So, and again, I think everything, you know, we've talked about this before, but the rising tide lifts all boats. If, if the minimum wage increases to $15 an hour, I do think that eventually what will happen is other things will raise because mm-hmm. there will be more money in the economy. If mm-hmm. if everyone that was making 15000 now makes 30000 they will spend all of that. Yeah. Because there's nothing, they're not going to save it because it's not, all of their expenses will be used up in that 30000 Right. It's not that they don't want to save it. It's just that they... Exactly. Yeah. They might have expenses that equal to that amount and they finally are able to pay for them. Right. So there's so much more money in the economy. And more money in the economy means that more businesses can open, more jobs can be created. We have a, it's a better economy. Absolutely. It's the exact reason why they gave us stimulus checks. They said, here's money directly in your hands, now spend it. And now we are saying we should give people more money on a consistent basis. And they're (laughs) like, no. Right. That was obviously bad. Oh, wait. Oh, it did work. Oh, yeah. Stupid ass. (laughs) 
And not only that, but if now more people are making more money, they can afford to also buy your product at your small business. So now your clientele has gone up however much percent. Yeah, I would say that anytime the economy is doing well, small businesses do even better. Absolutely, 100%. And there's a direct correlation to that. And so if you live in a small town of 10,000 people and only 5,000 can afford your product, congrats, now 8,000 can afford your product. So you don't really have to raise your prices because now you have more people buying. Yeah, and it might take a second, right? It it Mm -hmm. might take a year for things to catch up, but they will adjust. They, people do. I was going to say a year's not a long time, but 2020 was... Not the longest year ever. <laughs> yeah, maybe I... Yeah. <laughs> so if we're really concerned about small businesses, there are ways that the government can help. Yeah. They pay a lot to full-time employees that they have to provide health care for. And Huge expense. Health care, again, is another issue, but... If we wanted to support small business owners, right? So we make all these claims about why we shouldn't have this $15 an hour. It's going to hurt small businesses. Mm-hmm. Well, we could provide universal health care. We could take that responsibility off the business owner. Mm-hmm. That business owner would then be able to pay their employee using that same money. They wouldn't have to raise prices. Exactly. Now you found a way to Do- make even more money. And I'm sure that that money is much more <laughs> than what the cost might be. To Yeah. yeah. Um, and also some businesses, which is also seen as a, a positive thing that businesses do, but they'll say, oh, we'll cover some of your student loans. Or if you decide you want to go to school during this, well, if we had, this is a socialist idea. <laughs> if we had, <laughs> this is taking a turn. <laughs> uh, just free education, mm-hmm. then now you don't have to do that. And now you're saving even more. They're just, the point is that this doesn't happen at all in a vacuum, mm-hmm. that the people who are advocating for $15 an hour are also advocating for healthcare to be taken off of businesses, education to be free and more accessible, things that cost a business a ton just to hire someone are now covered by the government. Yeah, you're having more educated employees, people with more access to things. And if you have a more educated employee, you're going to tell me you're not going to pay them $50 an hour? 15? 50? 50. Yeah, I said 50. <laughs> $15 an hour? Yeah. And and I I think it really just comes down to do we care about businesses or do we care about people? Yeah. Our country is made out of people. Yeah. It's not made out of businesses. So at the end of the day, who are we watching out for? And and do we want to, to support our family, our community, our country? joining us this week on another episode of so you want to talk about we hope we got you talking about it we linked two websites one that discussed this topic more in depth and the impact on our economy as well as another that fully explains federal social programs see you next week